Welcome to What Day Is It Today, where we tell you what day is... Today. Oh, that's the best one we've had so far. We're getting better. <laughs> that guy's Christian. And that guy's B. And we're going to tell you what day it is today. Today is August 23rd. That is National Ride the Wind Day, which I had read wrong earlier, and so all my research is moot. As well as National Sponge Cake Day, which I got right because that's the kind that you eat and I have stuff to eat for it. So I think we should get through some Ride the Wind Day because it is truly a bizarre holiday. Okay, yeah, go for it because I... I have no idea what it's supposed to be. So, when I was first researching this thing, I thought it was talking about, oh, look, it's commemorating the anniversary of the first flight powered by humans. I read that far, and apparently my brain stopped working uh, because I didn't continue on to see that it was the first man-powered flight to be awarded the Creamer Prize. Creamer, K-R-E-M-E-R. Are you sure it's pronounced creamer? No, I'm not. <laughs> I would wait. How is it spelled? K R E M E R. Creamer. Like Krispy Kreme with an R at the end. It ends in an E R. Yes. Okay. Uh, I definitely would have gotten Kramer on that one, but maybe that's just a callback to last week for Seinfeld. Yeah, probably. Um, and the reason why I actually went back and read the full thing of what it's commemorating is because this flight happened on August 23rd of 1977. I was like, wait, that's way after <laughs> that's, flight was... That's a, that's a good, good amount of time after flight was invented. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I went back and it's like, oh, it's just specifically the commemoration of the first awarding of this prize that is a prize specifically for human-powered flight. Oh, for human power flight. Also, yeah. I, I, there's got to be a concept of inventing something that's already been invented before you've heard of it. I feel like that's what the Creamer Prize really should be. <laughs> yeah, kind of like the Darwin Awards, except for it's just like, I invented the concept of a sundial. And it's like, yeah, we already have those. Oh, well, I was calling it a shadow timer. I'm like, yeah, well, we already got those. You can't tell when it was invented. I control how you measure time with my (laughs) shadow dial. (laughs) Here's your Kramer Award. (laughs) Yeah, so I feel like this holiday is really goofy and should be celebrating the Wright brothers. Well, did, did you actually find out what it is actually celebrating? Like, what was this thing that happened in the 70s? It is the first the human-powered flight to be awarded this prize. That's as far as I got. <laughs> and what was the first human-powered flight? Uh, I'm almost certain that it was the Wright brothers and Kitty Hawk. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. This, dude, we're, 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 we're in trouble this week. Yeah, uh, we've got some rough holidays to celebrate this week. Oh man. Don't change that dial. <laughs> <laughs> Um, sundial. Okay, wait. So there. Wait, hold on. It was established in the late fifties, and they gave money to people, so that's cool, I guess. But yeah, it was established in the late fifties. Are you telling me that they? Yeah. Wait. It was established in nineteen fifty nine, 
<laughs> but the first prize of 50,000 euros was given out in 1977, which... 18 years later. Yeah. I guess 18 years from now, we're going to be giving out the Wet Days Today Awards. Yeah. You heard it here today first. That's what day it is today. Uh, is it... Uh, hold on. So is it saying that... the Okay, it was the first human-powered aircraft to fly a figure eight around two markers one half mile apart. Uh, so they had like a course set up for it. And they also don't have a photo of what the hell the thing looked like. So... Are you telling me that this guy was just, like, accepting applications from people to be like, I, I have a hell of a wingsuit. I'm going to fly around your course. And he had a course set up this whole time just being like, one of these days, someone will fly around in majestic fashion. And I would give him money. But not today or the next 17 years. <laughs> okay, so a lot of these things seem to be bicycles in... Goofy-looking helicopter planes. Yeah, so that's what what I'm getting out of the man-powered thing is it. It must not be like engine-powered. It's got to be like bike pedals or like somehow not just human-operated, but literally human-powered. Yeah, if you look at the McCready Gossamer Albatross, like that's the type of thing that we're talking about. Uh, and funny enough, they have, like, NASA logos all over them. <laughs> <laughs> which which kind of reminds me of, like, the whole whole thing where it's just like, have you tried Tang? <laughs> Astronauts drink it. Why does that make it good? What, you want to be an astronaut, don't you? <laughs> they drink this powdered orange juice stuff that orangutans have something to do with for some reason, according to the 90s commercials. What I really want to know is, who started this holiday? Like, a lot of things make sense. Like, I could see where Sponge Cake Day came from. Like, whether it's Hostess or Little Debbie or Betty Crocker or whoever is trying to sell their cakes or cake mix. Yep. Totally makes sense. But who is... Who started this Ride the Wind Day? Oh, I'm assuming that it's... The Kramer Institute, or whatever the hell it's called, right? That would make sense. There is a zero percent chance that we'd be pe- we would ever know about this stupid thing unless it was for this "What Day Is Today" research. <laughs> That's true. That we're doing on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Also, I'm assuming that they had to start from like a dead stop because. Uh, what are they called? The uh, uh, like, what 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 are the par- paragliders and whatever the rest of them are? Oh like, yeah, where you ride them off a cliff. God, those things seem horrifying. Yeah, that's... that seems scarier than skydiving, although kind of cooler. Yeah, yeah, because at least like you've got people that are guiding you, and they're like, "All right, we're gonna take you up in the plane. We're gonna give you a parachute." Tons of people have done this before. We swear they're not crazy. But if some guy's like, hey, I got this bike with wings on it, <laughs> pedal off the cliff. Yeah, at least with, like, this thing that I'm looking at, it's, you know, it's literally, like, eight feet off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, 
this this seems like the type of thing that a dad in a movie would be like weirdly into, and then his son thinks it's stupid, and then he convinces his son that it's actually like, oh no, I dashed my dreams and broke my leg and I can never walk again. You're gonna have to take over for me, son. And then he realizes that it's the most important thing in the world, and he wins the Gossamer Albatross Kramer Award. Wow. Yeah, I mean, by movie, you mean Disney Channel original movie. Yeah, that's that's more accurate. I mean, Johnny Tsunami was a movie. Uh, well, I mean, it looks like it's the Gossamer Albatross is in the uh, the Airplane and Aviation Museum in uh, whatever it's called. Um, what's the what's the big old thing in DC? Oh, oh shoot! That's uh, the one. Yeah. I wish, oh, I, I wish we were better at editing and you could just say, totally not obviously, uh, the museum. <laughs> Smithsonian. There we go. And, and if, you wouldn't have have, if you wouldn't have said something about it, I would have totally edited that. <laughs> <laughs> but now for sure I'm keeping it in. Smithsonian. Yeah. <laughs> the Denver Broncos. <laughs> hey, Simpsons reference. Oh, there we go. We got it. <laughs> First one, although I feel like there's, uh, we also missed the Run Like the Wind, uh, which was oh, a yeah. Marge, like, I've only read it in books. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay, for some reason, that thing that I was just talking about snuck up on my brain and reminded me. So, I watched Big Fish last night. I remember uh, loving that movie. Same. It's not as good as I remembered. However, it it hits on stuff that, like, dude, I don't know about you, maybe it's, like, my relationship with Dad, but, like, I really get got by father-son movie stuff, you know what I mean? Oh, I totally do. Yeah, like, people are always like, oh, dog's dying, or, like, in movies is the most emotional thing ever. I'm like, no, no, when a dad and a son are, like, have a moment, oh, boy. Yeah. Okay, now, second tangent here, before I get back into Big Fish and that whole thing. So, my last girlfriend, we were watching uh, Avatar, The Last Airbender, and it gets to that episode where Appa gets stolen by these, like, sand raiders, and Appa's the big old buffalo. It's essentially, like, the main character's dog. And I assume we don't have to explain that because everybody loves Avatar The Last Airbender. But yeah, so basically he gets his dog stolen and the whole episode is him trying to make his way back to Aang in Ba Sing Se. Oh yeah. And I turn over to my girlfriend and she's bawling. I was like, whoa, what's going on? And she was just absolutely crying about it. She's like, it happens all the time. I was like, uh, yeah, except for the last part where they get reunited. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> which, which I think is one of the few times that I did not say something out loud that, uh, like that. <laughs> I thankfully was able to keep that one in a, in a, in a thought bubble. Oh, yikes. <laughs> well, you know... It wouldn't be in a newspaper if all dogs walked a thousand miles back home, you know what I mean? Oh, uh, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Feel-good story of the year, because most of those stories don't feel so good. (laughs) 
Oh, dude, I, I'm almost concerned about sharing this one, but I think the thing that that comes from for her was she did the Peace Corps, which the Peace Corps blows my mind what they... You know, screw it, I'm getting into the Peace Corps on, on that, too, because, dude, the Peace Corps is weird, man. I, I would have assumed that when it comes to the Peace Corps, they work in large teams, or at least medium-sized teams. Are you familiar with much of the Peace Corps at all? Hardly at all. Okay. I'm familiar with it basically in name alone. So let's say Shorty decided that she wanted to do the Peace Corps. And she's like, hey, B, I'm doing this. What do you... Ma-? And she's like, it's already done. The paperwork is signed. What are you imagining in your head happens? Like, what, what's, what's her trip going to be like? For some reason, the thing that I always picture is, like, working with the Red Cross in, like, foreign countries and things like that. In, <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, no, no, the thing I'm laughing about is I know exactly the image in your head, and it's some, like, cute white girl surrounded by a bunch of cute black kids and being like, this isn't weird. <laughs> <laughs> white savior complex. Woo! I'm teaching them, giving them piggyback rides. Yeah, it's, unfortunately, that's basically it. But with, I would think that their teams would be somewhere around a dozen to two dozen people. Well, let me blow your mind. So the Peace Corps... I don't know a whole hell of a lot about it as an organization, but just logistically, it seems like cruel and disgusting that it exists. Now, they're trying to do good. However, they're sacrificing their own do-gooders for, quote, the greater good. And if I had, a, especially a daughter, if I had a daughter that was trying to do this, I would say, absolutely not. I will do everything I can to keep that from happening. Because how it works is you sign up and you can do one of two ways uh, for deciding that like, like where you're going to go, right? Because how do they decide where they're going to put you? So you can do it one of two ways. The first way is you don't choose where you go and you just get randomly put somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. And then surprisingly, they do give you an option. You can uh, be like, hey, these are the three places I'm willing to go. And if I don't go to one of those places, I'm not going. And they'll say, oh, well, that's pretty unlikely that you'll get any of those things. And you know what? You just won't be allowed to do our amazing program. Uh, I think they just tell you that (laughs) so that you'll get bullied into doing the random location one because nobody wants to go to Sierra Leone. Well, yeah. I mean, anybody that's going to sign up for the Peace Corps is going to feel horrible about themselves if they decide not to be in it anymore because they didn't get their way. Yeah. Well, it seems like they prey on sweet, naive, young girls. Like, it truly seems kind of predatory. The only person that I have met that was in the Peace Corps was a guy that I bought a guitar off of Craigslist because he was moving to be in the Peace Corps. That's mm. the only, like, personal connection I have with it. Yeah. It seems that our ideas of it, or at least our, like, mental image of the people in it are a little different. So, yeah, the, the two people I know personally that have done the Peace Corps are Natalie and Whitney. So, Nat, she's a badass. I love her. She, like, she will stick it out and do whatever it is she needs to do to, to get something done, right? Whitney is not so much that way. But something I'm sure they had in common is that they were both, like, Honestly, knowing Natalie the way I do, I'm kind of surprised she did the Peace Corps. It just doesn't seem like the type of thing she would do. Um, 
she really cares about animals a whole hell of a lot, and she th- says things like, the world's overpopulated, and like there's too much people in it. And I think that's probably painted by this Peace Corps experience, because she went to Liberia, mm. which I think is West Africa. Let me double-check. This is shown my ignorance. Yeah, well, yeah, it's West Africa. It is, yeah, right next to Sierra Leone. Woof. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, as far as I can tell, Liberia is a bit of a bummer. Sorry, one of these days, Liberian listeners, but hopefully you agree with us. Um, so, anyway, uh, yeah, so you can sign up for, um, uh, for a random location. And so they'd stick you somewhere like Liberia, where someone else that wanted to go to, like, Korea the South one <laughs> uh, would have refused to have gone to. So I don't know if you know anything about Sierra Leone, but it's like the poorest country on earth. Yeah. Um, so she goes to Liberia and she is teaching at a school. And there's like, I think it was test, testing my memory, but I think it was something like, you know, between like 75 and 150 students. And by students, I assume she meant like eight year olds. That was true, but it also had, like, 35-year-olds. Like, they just had, like, people learning. And mind you, Nat was, like, 20 or, like, 21, maybe. I think she's 20. So this is some, like, little sweet white girl that wants to help the world teaching, like, 35-year-old men stuff. (laughs) And her stories were pretty wild on it. But... The thing that really blew my mind was that there were no coworkers. There's nobody on your team for 75 miles, and you don't have a car. You don't have transportation. It's just you and nobody else. Whoa. Yes. Now, Whitney, on the other hand, uh, she was dating my buddy Aaron at the time, as I had mentioned a couple weeks ago, um, when she went and did the Peace Corps. And, like, her, like everybody else, shaved their hair off, which is a good idea, because, you know, being in a West African country, having to deal with, like, hair is a pain in the butt. Um, But within, like, the first three months, she wanted to go home. And you kind of can, but, like, it's it's one of those really frowned upon sort of things. And I guess their turnover is really bad. Like, people stick it out for three months and be like, I want to go home. And then they do. (laughs) Because, honestly, three months is a long time. And they're doing it for two years. Well, yeah, people can't even handle sitting at a desk job for three months. Yeah, dude, I did that thing last month and I hated it. And it was three weeks. Yeah. Well. And I was in the third world country of North Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> What's with the North version of places being so terrible? <laughs> North what, Korea, what North Dakota. The two equally terrible examples. <laughs> yeah, so- yeah yeah i also okay i think this is one of those things that's kind of nonsense is when it comes to uh uh what are they called uh like resumes i I, i'm trying to figure out why people aren't able to leave because technically you're allowed to at any point i assume but they frown upon it and then they'll also say like oh well don't you want it on your resume like kind of like being an eagle scout i was in peace corps and i'm sure there's some fraternity element to it where it's just like oh we were both a Pi Kappa blah blah blahs. Like, you know, there you go. But there's probably some of that with the Peace Corps. Like, oh man, I was in that nonsense. Like, you were in that nonsense. That's wild. But I can't imagine 
any company actually being like, hey, Peace Corps, hire this man. Like, that's one of those things that it seems like they just kind of convince you is good to be on your resume rather than it actually being good. Like, if people knew more about it and had a better idea of what it was actually like, that would be a very good sign of like, a good employee that will literally stick Tough to it out. anything. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's, 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 a, that's a pretty good point. But people don't know what it's all about. Well, but at the same time, like, my thought would be, like, yeah, you're willing to stick anything out and deal with whatever bullshit I throw your way, but also, you're an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Are you telling me that you're going to be, like, you're going to put up with that kind of bullshit? Like, that's insane. Well, you would at least push back a little. Yeah, so maybe it's even better to have on a resume. I was in the Peace Corps and then left. six months. Yes. (laughs) You know what? That's it. We need an editor. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and if you send us an email and say that you were in the Peace Corps for six months, you're hired. <laughs> no editing experience necessary. Yeah. Yeah, it's all okay. So this stuff's kind of hard because it's like, what stories of people's am I allowed to share? Because there's something that ties into that Appa thing that I think painted the whole like reason why that sort of thing made her so upset. But I kind of feel like it's not exactly my story to tell. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably the best. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. So anyway, Big Fish. Uh, watching that and like, it, it had me on two things. One of them was that it reminded me of, so the dad's telling this story at the beginning, you know, the whole like how we caught the big, how you catch the biggest fish or the way that the biggest fish gets to be the biggest is by not getting caught. Um, and the son is, you know, honestly, it's pretty contrived how like irrationally pissed he is. Um, he's like, dad, you've been lying to me your whole life. And it's kind of a little over the top, but it reminded me of a couple things. One was people not believing the stories that I tell them, such as Jimmy running for Congress. I've told a bunch of people that story this week. And like, at best people, most people will say, wow, that's crazy. Which automatically means, dude, shut up. I don't, I'm not listening. The thing you're saying is stupid. That's one of the best stories I've ever, like I've ever been a part of, and it's kind of driving me nuts. Yeah, it's like it's just lighthearted enough and vindictive enough, and like it's got all the good parts. I mean, that's crazy, bro. Jerk. Well, <laughs> I, I, I've also noticed that girls in general, when I've told, especially girls, when I tell this story, they're like, "That's mean," and you're mean. Like, did you listen to what he did to me? This is not even mean. Like, I'm not even, like, saying anything bad about him aside from the bald thing. But the best part about that is, is that he isn't bald. <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's, it's just like the, um, like, Ted Cruz's father being the Zodiac killer. Like, yeah. yeah, it's absurd and stupid. And anybody who believes it is absurd and stupid. <laughs> but anyway. So, yeah, the, the, the dad in it, like, the guy didn't believe any of his stories. And... It, it'll be the type of thing where uh, there were conjoined twins from North Korea when he parachutes in, and they're like stage performers, and then they get back to Cuba together and all that sort of stuff. And they're there in the end, but turns out, it's a little exaggerated, they're not Siamese twins, but they're identical twins. And so it's that thing where it's like, whoa, my dad's story was actually true this whole time. And it made me think of dad and the stories he told, like the Skippy peanut butter jar one. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, I believe that that happened. I just don't believe that it was exactly the way that you told it. 
Yeah, it was weird getting to go to his old high school and like see the lockers that it happened at. Where he was pointing, it's like, oh, he was like a little oh, kid. Yeah, and he was pointing out all the different places where all these things happened, where like his basketball team stole somebody's clothes while they were in the locker room and he had to run out <laughs> naked and get to ride with somebody. Because it wasn't, of course, with him and his basketball buddies, it wasn't like, a, oh, we stole your clothes and they're outside the locker room. Ha ha. No, it was, we stole your clothes. Have fun. Yes. yes. <laughs> they're gone from, from now on. Well, can, okay, can you tell that story, or is that a story we're allowed to tell? How, how, how do you feel about that? So, my wife came up with an awesome idea for some bonus episodes. Uh-huh. And it's like a, a lot of podcasts will do a like, get-to-know-you kind of episode. Okay. So, she said for our birthdays, we should release a like, Q&A, get-to-know-you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it would be fun to do with our families, too. But having Dad to explain his Skippy peanut butter jar story I th- for next okay. year's birthday would be fun. I think that's the move, and that whole thing kind of reminds me of uh, like I was talking to Chad a while back about um, what was it about going? Oh, we we were having some family thing where we were kind of realizing we all didn't know each other as well as like we felt like a we did or that we b should. Yeah. Um. And he wanted to take dad on a trip and just like hear who he was or hear his stories and stuff like that. And I'm thankful I get to do that next month with dad because I'm taking him to Hawaii and we're going to go around where he went to college. And I get to, (laughs) I've already planned uh, to eat a lot of beans one day so we can reenact Dale the Flame Estrada. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Also, apparently that story is good enough that I remember his full name. (laughs) I feel like that name is the best part. Yeah, I, I think so too. Well, okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll tell that thing at least. So uh, our dad played basketball at University of Hawaii. He got a, he got a scholarship. And um, they had a bunch of like team meeting sort of uh, things where they would like, oh, get to know the rest of your teammates and all that. And as young guys do, they just do dumb stuff. And was it dad that was teaching them how to do it? Or was someone teaching him how to do it? Because I kind of, there's no way that that was the first time Dad did that. I totally see Dad as like thinking he's too cool to be the one doing it, but he'll definitely be around and laugh at other people. A hundred percent. If I'm realizing more and more that I'm exactly like Dad, so my expectation, because this is what I would do, I would know about it and I would tell people and be like, "You guys don't know," and then they'd be like, "No, what?" You guys don't know that you can light a fart on fire? <laughs> and then they're like, get out of here. And I'd be like, well, this is how you do it. Well, you do it first. No. <laughs> I, there's a 0% chance I'm doing that. But I will instigate you guys doing dumb stuff. Yeah. So I'm imagining that's kind of how it happened. <laughs> yeah, I, I would definitely see that. So one of the guys, like, you know, there were light, lighting farts on fire and all that. And one of the guys, he... uh got his ankles up up over his head and he's got his little little lighter going on there and then he lets out a little squeaker and it lights his whole ass on fire <laughs> and he jumps up and he's running around he's like ah and he's all you know his, his hair's all singed off and everyone's obviously cracking up and uh from then on they started calling dale the flame estrada and so when they'd call them they're like here comes 
Bill Freed, uh, the power forward with blah, 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 like 6'4 from San Jose. And then here comes Dale the Flame Estrada. And then he would be doing this like thing where he'd like, like the kind of motion where he'd hold his nose and then like wave the air in front of it. And people were like, oh yeah, that's just, you know, the flame. Like, get it out of his face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I will never forget about Dale the Flame Estrada. So, you know, nobody dies until. After all, the, the their their name has been spoken the last time. So Dale the Flame will live on in a, a fire burning in our hearts. Keep the flame alive. Keep the flame alive. So anyway, I plan on doing that with Dad. So I'm gonna eat a lot of beans and get a lighter and probably wax first. <laughs> <laughs> you can save a lot of money on waxing by just. Okay, that, that's an, okay, that's another funny thing. Man, and to think I didn't think I had anything to talk about tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, turns out, B, have you ever tried to go get a body part waxed? I have not. We can get our backs waxed, no problem. I've never had it done. It scares me, but I want to have an opinion on everything. Uh, the, turns out the nether regions, at least around here in New Orleans... I went to three different places. Why was I trying to get my nether re- re- uh, regions waxed? Honestly, I couldn't tell you. It was just something where I'm like, I feel like I should do this once. So That is the start of every one of your stories. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta do this once. Okay, can you tell people about your whole giver theory on me? Oh, there's not much to it. It's just, that's your entire mode of being. Like, you need to try everything. Well, what does least. that have to... What, what does that have to do with The Giver, though? Okay, so The Giver is an old classic novel, one of my favorite books, and it's a dystopian future where this whole society, there's basically nothing out of the ordinary is experienced. Like, you can't go sledding because it's, like, too dangerous. Everything's too dangerous. Like, you can't have feelings because everything's too dangerous. There's no color. There's nothing like that. Except Everyone's wearing one... masks all the time. Uh-oh. Don't get me started. <laughs> uh, there's there's one guy though that like basically the idea behind it is so that he's kind of the sage advice giver of the entire community for the leadership and all that uh, because he's the one guy who has experienced life and pain and emotions and all this stuff and the way he does it is by like holding memories from the past and then a new, what they call giver, is appointed when he's getting too old, and he like can telepathically pass these memories down to the next giver. Yes. And so Christian lives his life like everybody else isn't experiencing everything that they should, and that he should experience everything at least once to have a memory of it, so he has something to say about it when it gets brought up, has some story about it, that's why I'm so good at parties. Any anytime someone's like, "Oh, hey, what do you think about Dogecoin?" I'm like, "Well, I lost a thousand dollars in that." <laughs> um, not because I thought it was a good idea, but because I wanted this moment right now. Yeah, I just wanted to be able to talk about it. Yeah, which also seems uh, so. It has since come up at multiple parties. I'm like, "Damn!" A bunch of girls were talking about getting their bits waxed, and I had no opinion on it. <laughs> Um, I'm sure that's actually the reason too. 
<laughs> yeah, I honestly, it's a big part of it. Like, I mean, also, uh, okay, let's say a bird's flying by, which I'm sure this has happened to you plenty of times. Mister gets spit on all the time. Side note, fans, please spit on him if you see him on the street. I'm keeping that alive. Yeah, that's right. I listened to our old podcast and reminded myself everybody needs to spit on B. That's I not going take- away. My picture off of the What Day Is Today podcast Instagram, so people don't know what I look like. Oh man, it's almost like it was a bad idea that you used your actual name and not a pseudonym for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so the bird flies by, like some sort of crazy man on a bicycle that spits on you twice. Yes. Um, and a bird, a bird shits on you. So if a bird shits on like the underside of your arm. If there's a paper towel or something nearby, you would just wipe it off and be like, eh, you know, I'll wash my hands whenever. If a bird shits in your hair, you might use the paper towel to get it off, but you're not going to be like, well, this is fine. You're going to be like, I'd better get to the bathroom and, like, get some water in my hair and get this the hell out of here. Like, this is gross. Okay. Similar idea to taking a shit. So you take a shit, as you normally would, and we just rub, essentially, a paper towel on our butt, and then we go... Well, I guess that's clean. <laughs> Which, if it's the underside of the arm, doesn't have a lot of air, hair on it, so it's fine. This is the hair analogy, where it's like, well, if you got a hairy butthole, just, you know, give it the rub, the old rub down with, uh, with paper towels. Not really going to do the trick. This is one of your reasons for wanting to get your nether regions waxed. Is... This is actually the primary reason why I want to get my butthole waxed, is why I want to know what it's like to wipe with a, with a clean butthole. Wow. <laughs> I, I, see, I thought your reaction was, that's genius. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely misread your reaction. <laughs> yeah, not, wow. No, definitely not like that. <laughs> wow is oh, in... Wow. Crazy, bro. <laughs> well, what other reason would I have? And don't you dare respond with, yeah, exactly, what other reason would you have? <laughs> yeah, I'll let our listeners think that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, between oh. that and having an opinion on it, I say worth it. <laughs> All that to say, hey, you can't get it done in New Orleans unless you're a girl. They're like, why would a guy want that unless he's some kind of pervert that wants me to look at his butthole? And I'm like, hey, man, are you saying that girls' buttholes are somehow less gross than guys' buttholes? Buttholes are buttholes. They're great. (laughs) Why are you discriminating between my butthole and guarantee you you've had grosser girls in there getting their buttholes waxed? (laughs) Because I've talked to my masseuse. Yeah, I'm snooty. (laughs) I've talked to my masseuse about this, and she's like, yeah, it's unbelievable how many people, like, don't shower beforehand and how many people really don't wipe well like it would blow your mind yeah apparently it's a big problem especially fat people speaking of wiping i do have to bring this up because it has blown my mind every time i've thought about it Um, so do you sit down or stand up when you wipe great question i have a lot to say about this i'm sure (laughs) you're surprised gotta experience everything at least once to have something to say about everything so, I think it's insane that there's a portion of humanity that stands up when, when they wipe. Gregory, yeah, I'm calling you out, Gregory, because we've had this conversation many a times. 
like I'm talking, we've had this conversation like at least 80 times in front of other people. <laughs> He's one of those psychopaths that like, st- when I say stands up, I mean stands all the way up. Yeah. Which it's... I, when he said stand up, I'm like, okay, that's not crazy. You can like lift your cheeks, like both of them off. Like that seems a little unreasonable, but like, you know, it makes sense. I could see it, but I'm talking stands upright and then wipes. And then I guess what sits down again? Like, how is that supposed to work? Apparently the, at least from like Reddit polls and things like that, it's (laughs) It's about 50, 50. No, it's not. Yeah. No, I, I don't believe that for a second. Yeah. No, I could see, I could see, and 10% seems very high for that. Yeah, that's why 50 is insane. <laughs> Dude, there's no, like, knowing Reddit, they're fucking with people, you know what I mean? Like. Yeah, but you met at least one. And yes. how many people have you had this conversation with? Are you, would you be surprised if I said a surprising amount? <laughs> Uh, I think I, by the nature of a surprising uh, amount, I would have to be, but also no. <laughs> yeah. So, like I told you, I've had this conversation with Gregory, like in front of like eighty different people. Like, I've I've conducted the research, and it's not even ten percent of the people I've talked to. However, most of the time, it's usually girls being like, "Ew, why are we talking about this?" <laughs> and I'm like, "No, we've got to know." <laughs> Yeah, I've met at least one, and I've had very few conversations about this, but it blew my mind. Yeah, I think they're psychopaths, and if anybody needs to be ousted from society, it's them. Agreed, yeah. Why would you... Standing up just mushes everything together. (laughs) That's what I said, it, like, mushes your butt cheeks together. (laughs) Which, that's probably not good. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) I love that we're... They're insane and don't belong in society. That's probably not good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, have have, have you been able to tell that I have hot takes? (laughs) (laughs) Of of inconsistent (laughs) severity. You have some tepid takes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, okay, so I haven't asked you this somehow. So my thought is, like, for me, like, no one ever taught us this, I don't think. This is just one of those things that, like, we just do. So I lift my right side, my right cheek off the bowl. Some people reach all the way in front and don't even lift a cheek. But, like, I find I lift one cheek off the bowl, and then I can do the thing with my right hand. Side note, I told you I had a lot to say about this. <laughs> this is, <laughs> out to be pretty gross, but I'm, I'm in it for the long haul. <laughs> well, like, we're not talking about the specific... Uh, we're talking about specifics, but, like, we're going body to. positioning... <laughs> No, no, like, we don't have to. It's just, like, it's, it just makes sense. You get, like, you can get a hand out of the cheek, right? You, you got space. Now, my right hand, I'm right-handed. That's why I lift the right cheek. When you cut your finger off on accident, you can't wipe with that hand. It is much harder to wipe with your non-dominant hand if you don't do it on the regular. I will tell you that for a fact. <laughs> and... This is confirmed by Chad, who we bonded over this. He's like, uh, he, I guess he'd broken his hand really bad in college or something. Because he was the first person that asked me. Got, I was just dealing with my plight alone, and nobody understood my, my, <laughs> my plight. And then Chad, when we were talking about my finger getting cut off, he was like, hey, so uh, you having trouble wiping? And I was like, oh my god, somebody knows! <laughs> I'm not a <laughs> Yeah, I 
I remember distinctly I changed from lift in the right cheek because I guarantee you we were taught how to do that. Because we both lift. Or just makes the most sense. Or we were taught to... Some people stand up. That doesn't make sense. They had to be taught that. <laughs> That's not a natural <laughs> behavior. It's like, I, f- I feel like there's got to be some like brainwashing thing on like a certain episode of the Rugrats or something where they're like, Okay, now that now that only ten percent of our audience is here, you're supposed to stand up when you go to the bathroom. Oh my gosh! Um, but yeah, I changed to going through the front. It's like a girl, so much better. Yes, it is considerably better. Wait, wait, wait. Do you go front to back or back to front? Back to front. So not like a girl. So not like. <laughs> also, the amount of times. Again, a surprising amount of times that girls have lectured me, and not because they saw, but because this conversation was going on, that they're like, "Wait, you guys don't go uh, front to back," and it's like, "Uh, no, like it's way do... more efficient this way, and we're not going to what is it going to get on our into balls? anywhere like, dangerous?" Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah like who, who cares? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I guess that's. Like, I've heard that guys become aware of that when they have daughters, that they're, like, changing their diapers. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Get off the subject. Yeah. Uh, So, (laughs) back to National Ride the Wind Day. (laughs) (laughs) I want you to tell everybody, and especially, hopefully, that one lady that's listening about your experience on a plane recently. Oh, I think I was going to transition by saying, speaking of... Pitching your love. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that seems like a joke mom would love. Uh. Oh. <laughs> wow. And I've, been, I've been prepping that one for like five minutes. <laughs> Was it worth the payoff to only go back to ride the wind day? <laughs> I think, I think the best part about it is that it's not funny at all and it's disgusting, but your reaction to it is exactly what I'm looking for. Yeah, and it's a little bit of a stretch to go from loaf to cake. <laughs> well, not the way that these Twinkies in front of me look. Oh my gosh, wait. <laughs> yeah, I have to tell you a story. Okay. All right, all right fine. So, um, <laughs> I, I was flying back from North Dakota and uh, despite my better judgment, I decided, you know what, it's time for me to listen to these podcasts. You've been suffering through editing them, so like I should listen to them. And I was super nervous about it because I'm afraid that I come off as a total jackass or like loud and interrupty or really performing or just generally annoying. Uh, no one likes hearing their own voice. Uh, imagine listening to yourself talk about stuff that you're afraid that you're not supposed to talk about for like an hour and a half for nine hours straight. So I listened to them. And granted, I had not slept for 36 hours. I was cracking up. Uh, now, I wouldn't just say that to be egotistical here. Like, I just really enjoyed, like, listening to the way that you respond to stuff. <laughs> because I annoy the hell out of you. <laughs> That's why I love you. Yes. So, thank you for dealing with me. So, anyway, I'm cracking up, and I have headphones in. And it's just me, and there's one lady next to me, and she's very nosy. She's, like, a sweet, middle-aged woman, clearly, like, a mother with, like, teenagers. 
And she's she like taps me, and I pull one headphone out, and she's just like, "Oh wow, like I want to be listening to whatever you're listening to. It seems like you're really really cracking up." And like immediately, I get this like look of shame, and also like start laughing uncomfortably. I'm like, "Um, yeah, it's these two guys. (laughs) (laughs) They do a podcast." Um, I was like, "All right, I'll admit it. Uh, I know this is lame to admit that, especially because I'm laughing as hard as I am, but." It's a podcast that I'm on. <laughs> I tried to pass it off at the beginning as if it was like a podcast that I guest starred on once and I was listening to the other ones. Yeah. And and then I admitted I was, I was like, actually, it's just him and I the whole time. <laughs> I love those three stages. It's like, oh, it's these two guys. They're really funny. Uh, I was on it, though. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that Donald Glover joke about like how he's a uh, a, a rapist and he uh, listens to his own music when he's picking his friend up from the airport and they're like, "Are you listening to your own music?" And then he talks about how it should be like, well, well, like people at Subway probably make their own sandwiches. Like it's the same thing. I'm gonna go ahead and say it's not the same thing with podcasts because it's just me laughing at my own jokes. <laughs> <laughs> it's shameful. So she was horrified. Like, she went, oh, and then she put her headphones back. (laughs) But she did listen to our podcast. So, like, well, she wrote it down. So if we uh, suddenly have one more person who listened to one of our podcasts, I don't think it's going to be her her cup of tea, especially if it's anything about, you know, lighting farts on fire or the way you wipe or stand it up when when you pee. Well, we're happy you're here. If you are, but you're probably not. <laughs> Welcome to the family. Uh, what other what other thing is it today? <laughs> it is National Sponge Cake Day. I'm gonna shove a Twinkie in my mouth so I don't have to talk for a while. <laughs> yeah. So Christian ended up walking down to the corner store and grabbing himself some Twinkies so that he could experience the main plot point of Zombieland. Yeah, you know... the best thing to come from Twinkies. Uh, I... You'd be surprised at how big of a cultural impact, like, so Twinkies are the most famous sponge cake, like, National Sponge Cake Day, that's what we're talking about, right? So, uh, Twinkies are surprisingly huge in pop culture, for example. Uh, you've seen Ghostbusters, right? Yeah. So in Ghostbusters... I forget exactly what it's about, but everyone thinks it's a Stave Puff Marshmallow Man, but there's also a scene in there where I think it's Egon is, like, explaining some scientific concept, and it's like, imagine this Twinkie is the world, or, like, oh, the yeah. reactor, and then it, like, it explodes, and, like, the Twinkie explodes, or whatever it is, right? And I wonder uh, how much Ghost is paid for that. Um, see, I think that they've... I, I would have thought for Zombieland that they would have paid, because it was such a big deal, and I remember craving a Twinkie after watching Zombieland. Yeah. Good product placement. Yeah. But like honestly, to be named specifically by name is an insane price hike. Well you you have to like it's not necessarily that they have to pay for it, but they their lawyers have to at least talk to legal from the company. Sometimes like they're like, Yeah, do it. Other times they're like, You have to pay us one way or the other. I mean like Twinkie probably paid an insane amount to be in the movie, is what I mean. 
No, not necessarily though. Like that's what I'm saying. Oh, is yeah. So le- legal, each department has to talk to each other. However, right. I'm sure that there are plenty of examples where they're like, "Yeah, go ahead and mention us," or like, "Hey, like for the Ghostbusters example." Like, I doubt that they were like, hey, we're going to use some sort of cake type product like Hostess. Do you want it to be you? Like, it's it's more probably where they're thinking, hey, we're going to use this. Is that cool? And at that time, things were less, you know, perfectly, like, curated and corporate-y. Yeah. So they were probably like, yeah, go for it. Like, as long as it's not, you know, Twiggy's tastes like garbage or something. Um but even then, like, honestly, if I had a product where they're like, Pepsi Cola tastes like garbage, like, I'd be like, yeah, as long as you're going to be making jokes about it the whole movie, like, go for it. <laughs> also, that reminds me, why is it that we all believe that Mountain Dew lowers your sperm count? Like, why, why do we all know that from middle school? I don't actually remember that. Oh, just me. <laughs> Wait, you don't remember that? I don't remember that one. Yeah, there's like a million middle school little legends. And I, I, the one I usually point to the most often is Marilyn Manson. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about. Let them let know, because we were not in middle school together, but for some reason you know this too. I also know that he had a couple ribs taken out so that he could... How are you going to say it? <laughs> oh, where Christian wants to get waxed. <laughs> Not, not no, his he was like his butthole. <laughs> <laughs> he cared about cleanliness. He was a cat person. When you kept talking about your nether reeds. Yeah, I, I never want to get my balls waxed. Um, that that just sounds painful to me. And like, yeah, but you, you gotta do everything once. <laughs> not everything. <laughs> um, I'm just yeah. gonna like hire somebody random in New Orleans to strike up a conversation with you about getting their balls waxed, and they'll be like, "Oh, you don't know anything about that." And you can tell my like upper lip will start sweating, be like, "You've got to do it now." <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, yes. So he could give himself a blowjob. <laughs> there we go. You, you said you said the words. Um, I would have said pleasure himself, but you know, I, I feel guess, like that's guess... more grotesque sounding. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I suppose not all of us can be classy. Some of us are crass, like you. <laughs> so, yeah. That, okay, why do we all, quote, know that? Because turns out, it's not real. It never happened. Just like all of the like, sexual moves that middle schoolers talk about. Oh, yeah. And Soldier Boy. Okay, that reminds me. We need to get into the hot Carl story one of these days. It's just not today. That would be perfect for the birthday episode. <laughs> yeah, well, I, honestly, I was thinking about that earlier when we were talking about Dale the Flame Estrada because it's the idea of a bunch of guys sitting around doing really dumb shit, laughing their ass off at yeah. things they should not be laughing at. Yep. Yeah, so be on the lookout for that story when it comes around. That's <laughs> why I keep almost taking a bite of this Twinkie. I keep, like, putting it in my mouth and then being like, no, not yet. I have to announce that I'm doing it. <laughs> And I've like put it halfway to my mouth like three times, so I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat it. I don't know why I crave these once a year. They taste awful. Yeah, they're not that good, and it's really disappointing because they do sound really good sometimes. Yeah, there's this like cross between like obnoxiously dry and like uncomfortably moist. Yeah, yeah, they're like 
ow, it like hurts my teeth because the, the like cream filling is like astringent. Yeah, like so it's like when you have a really dry cake, it's just awful and just like tacky and ugh. and then the the top of it's like weirdly oily and uh, like, and, and I don't mean to, like, shit on this thing in the way that everybody's like, oh, my God, Twiggy's like, ew, let me tell you about how disgusting it is. It's just... Fine. They're just not good. Yeah, like, how bad they are for you, they better taste better than this. Like, Doritos, for example, holy shit, those things are like crack. Yeah, those things are some of the best snacks that have ever existed. Oh, my God, I can eat those for days. Like, last episode, where you made up a commercial. <laughs> I feel like you made up a perfect one. Twinkies. Uncomfortably dry, obnoxiously. When you say moist, <laughs> obnoxiously moist. It's like the Twinkies. Cheetos dangerously cheesy, obnoxiously moist. Wait, 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 okay. I like that. Twinkies. I keep wanting to say dangerously cheesy. <laughs> cheesy. What, 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 what did you say it was? You said uncomfortably, uncomfortably dry, obnoxiously, obnoxiously. moist. Twinkies, uncomfortably dry, obnoxiously moist. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. It kind of reminds me of the like, 90s radical movement in advertising. Honeycomb, it's dangerous. <laughs> Give me two examples. Aside from dangerously cheesy. Oh, of course. Uh, the Oozinator, Super Soakers. Which is oh. the the best commercial <laughs> of all time for anybody that wants to look up something that'll make them laugh for ten minutes, <laughs> or the rest of their life, because I'm still laughing about it. <laughs> Especially because it's perfect for this episode because it's so crass. <laughs> if you've enjoyed this and haven't turned off yet, you'll love the Oozinator. <laughs> also, why do I sell Twinkies in packs of two? Maybe when you eat the second one, you'll feel better about it. He'll be like, all right, I, I've lowered my expectations. I've stripper pool partied the first one. <laughs> I was really hoping you'd say that. <laughs> Lower your expectations. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, that song sounded better in my head than it did on the podcast upon re-listen. Yeah, when you kept being like, that's an earworm, I'm like, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, two things about that. First of which... I did karaoke for the first time uh, this last week because I was like, screw it. This has scared me my whole life. I've performed like every other way possible, but like there's something about singing in front of people that's like weirdly intimate and makes me really uncomfortable. Yeah. However, I realized my voice isn't as bad as I expected it would have been. It's better than most. That doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> yes. um, now, I think that's part of the problem too is I think I became overconfident because I was like, it's not as bad as I thought it was. <laughs> doesn't mean it's good. That's a different thing. Um, I did it. I sang, uh, what I got or like loving is what I got, whatever it is, by I think it's what I got by sublime. Well, that's a tough one too. Cause it's very like unique. Yeah. Oh yeah. I found that out and I did not know the words as well as I thought I did, which is <laughs> I, I find that out every time that someone does karaoke. I'm like, holy shit. I've been singing Fallout Boy wrong this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have like the words and everything like, in front of me? On yeah. The machine? 
But dude, what are you supposed to do with your legs? Are you supposed to stand in one place? And like your arms? Are you supposed to like do the like rap wiggles? <laughs> and like yeah. your micro like I don't talk into a microphone often, so are you supposed to Oh yeah. It's yeah. way it's a skill that people don't understand that microphones are oh, kinda hard to use if you don't yeah. know what you're doing. Yeah, are you supposed to like eat that mic? And I it also depends on the microphone and the location. Like yep. the way they've got it set up. So it's I wouldn't say it went terribly. Like I was definitely better than a good amount of the people that were there, but like I was not happy with the end result. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone like kind of was like, "Oh, good for you." And I was like, Ugh. I feel like that's just kind of the ending of everybody's karaoke unless they're like extremely bad in a fun way. That's the only time that people like really get into it. <laughs> yeah, I will say I dis the 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 people I dislike the most aren't necessarily the ones that are really bad, although trust me, I dislike that too. But it's the it's... ones that are like almost really good. Yes, or are really good, like Red, for example. Really good, but when she was asking, like, we were at karaoke together uh, a couple weeks ago, and she was like, so, should I sing Paramore, or should I sing show, not show tunes, uh, what, what are they called? Um, Musical theater? That's songs. the one. Yeah, I think you cut this out of the last one. No, no, she was in the room, I wouldn't have mentioned this. <laughs> <laughs> I would say this to her face, though. The, yeah, the, the musical theater stuff. And it was like, dude, we're in North Dakota. <laughs> know your these audience. People would, yeah, these people would hate you for that. There are many, many places you could sing karaoke, and that would be the perfect choice. But yes. not at a karaoke bar. Well, she, she took me to karaoke once in Times Square near her place, which is right next to Broadway. Oh, well, yeah, that's the Which is where all spot. those people are, and they're all singing, like, Frozen, Let It Go. The lady that sings Let It Go, that's why it sounds so shitty is because, and why some people say it's the most amazing song ever, and they aren't just babies. They say it's so good because it's the musical theater kids that say it's so good, because it's a musical theater person that sings that song, and she fucking sucks. She's the one from <laughs> Wicked, and is, God, her voice is annoying. She's incredibly talented and like good at what she does, but no, I, fuck also, her. I also just am not a huge fan of the musical theater voice. It's very distinct. Yeah, I I also don't get plays, if I'm honest. Plays are just, there's no use for them, really. I'm shocked at how expensive they are, too. Have you, so, I, mm, I went, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard for me to get a handle on this one. I went to one on Broadway, and I will say it's substantially better than any of that garbage we went to growing up, because there's something about field trips that they are the only thing keeping alive small town theaters. Oh man, I have a couple of stories. I want to talk about field trips first and I want to go back to karaoke. Okay, go for it. <laughs> um, so in eighth grade, our school for some reason had the brilliant idea to take the eighth grade class to a play in downtown Sacramento. Yep, the Crest Theater, I think. Yes. Yeah, we went there too. But for some reason, they decided that it was also a good idea to, when they were done with the play, be like, all right, we'll give everybody another like two hours to get lunch. Yep. Wherever the kids want to go. Oh, that's a bad idea. With zero supervision. 
Oh. <laughs> in the middle of a city. <laughs> were, were the chaperones taking you guys around, like, in your individual groups, like pods, no. or was it... Oh. <laughs> oh. So, so, for the prep, I don't know how they got this through, um, except for the fact that all of the teachers that went were like, sweet, free day to go to the city and hang out, get lunch with my coworkers that I actually like, and hang around, and somehow not be terrified of your children that you're supposed to be taking care of being lost. Well, were they requiring you to like go with chaperones or you were you guys were allowed to roam? We were allowed to roam. Oh shit, yeah, they never would have done that for us. Yeah, I don't know how it happened, but for their preparation what they did do is they gave us a map which giving 8th graders a map like this is the stupidest idea. And also that was during the days of basically smartphones. Yeah. That was, that was right when MapQuest went out. <laughs> yeah. So they gave us a map with specific areas marked off with X's saying, do Don't not go, there. go here. Yeah. What areas were there? Since we uh, both know Sacramento. Yeah, it was Back downtown, like, kind of toward Cesar Chavez and, like, going... Toward Cesar Chavez. That's all you got to say. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then don't go, like, under the tunnel to Old Town and that kind of stuff. Wow, they gave you guys a lot of room to roam. Dude, it was absurd. Although, to be fair, you guys are right next to Capitol State Park, like Capitol Park, so there's actually... Ah, wait, no, I take that back. You guys were at the Crest Theater. The Crest Theater itself is ghetto as shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, K Street is not the nicest area, <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, they should have uh, told you guys, hey, go anywhere except where we are right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, of course, I'm hanging with Sam, and the very first thing he does is, let's go this way, just straight down one of the X'd out streets. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I mean, it, that's their fault. <laughs> oh, of course. That's a terrible decision. Like, they should have X'd out the places that they actually wanted you to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, except there's, there's people like Shorty who would have been like, oh, no, <laughs> I need yeah. to follow the rules. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, okay, so then on to karaoke. Uh, so the reason why I actually started singing is because of karaoke. And okay. so my buddy, yeah, my buddy had, he loves singing songs, but he loves singing really depressing songs. Yeah. And he's, not, he's not like much of a singer. He wouldn't say so himself. But he wanted so badly to have a karaoke party where it wasn't like what all of his friends would normally sing, which is like musical Actually theater worse. and Disney yeah. and yeah. like pop songs and things like also, that. Also, everyone who sings uh, I'll Make a Man Out of You, I want to punch him in the throat. Same thing with Backstreet Boys <laughs> and Spice Girls. Yeah. Um, so he decided, all right, this is not a normal karaoke party. This is depressing karaoke. So I decided... Was that the theme of the whole party? Yeah, that was the entire theme of the party, and it was a blast. That actually sounds kind of fun. Yeah, like, if everybody's going in with that expectation, it's awesome. So also, I, I really want to sing uh, St. Jane's in, in, in Infirmary, the Hugh Laurie version uh, karaoke, but that's obnoxiously specific and basically impossible to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I ended up doing a singy, rappy thing. Uh, I did a Greaves song, which anybody that doesn't know Greaves, listen to Greaves. He's incredible. He's fun. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mainly said that so that people would agree with you twice as hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't need to ask our listeners to spit on me. <laughs> <laughs> that was enough. But yeah, I ended up performing that song and I got a surprising amount of like, wow, that was actually really good. And it wasn't like a, oh, that was better than I expected. It was like a, hey, you're actually a decent singer because up until then, I had learned to play so many instruments because I'm like, I love music. I want to learn how to make music, but I don't want to sing. So I'll just hide behind like a dozen different instruments. You know, I, I think I'll admit my problem with this. Uh, like with the karaoke thing is that I built up a fantasy in my head that turns out I'm better at this than I thought I ever was and that people would have said that to me but they didn't (laughs) (laughs) probably because I didn't deserve it because I did did a surprisingly not good job from what I kind of expected Sublime is such a was that like your pick or was that just kind of what you got I got I mean it was just like loving man it's what I got Uh, it, it was one of those things where it's like I kind of was like shoved into it like right then and there. And I was like, uh, I was listening to that earlier today and I was singing in the car and it sounded surprisingly good. Um, yeah. Turns out it is, that is not an easy one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I need to have tailored my decision, my, my choices. I, I should have done young MC's bust a move, but honestly I was a completely sober and B. Oh, yikes. Yeah. I think that was a big part of the problem too. Um, I was completely sober and also just like didn't have the energy that day. So I was like, I, I don't think I can like hype it up for Young MC's bus move. And they put me on last, and the bar was full. Oh, that's like half of the fantasy coming true. Yeah, yeah. It, it had all this setup to be like, I brought the house down, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it was so perfectly embarrassing. Like, it, it wasn't something that was like a huge deal. It was just like, if I had failed spectacularly, I think I could have enjoyed it. But I think it's the fact that it was just like, just the proper amount of failing where you just kind of feel bad about. It. And it's not a story. It's just you feel bad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you shove your face with another Twinkie? <laughs> yeah, That'll make you feel my better. Sorrows. Eat my sorrows. Yeah, well, okay, the, the good news is like, I, I ripped the band-aid off and now like, I'll give it another shot again, eventually. Yeah. You're welcome, world. You'll have your redemption arc. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I need to think of it that way. Good. Th- thank you for that, B. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've heard you sing sort of before, and it's pretty good. Yeah, like, that's what I thought, too. I remember being in choir class and thought that I was terrible. Similar, like, in art... I took an art class in high school with Miss Jakubik. Or, as the clever kids in my freshman high school class said, Miss Jubich. Boom. Real clever. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> you know, when you think about things years later and you're like, maybe we should be ashamed of ourselves. <laughs> well, the good news is, trust me, I feel ashamed of myself that I laughed at that one at, at some point. Um, <laughs> anyhow, so I, I took that uh, art class and I remember thought thinking that I really sucked at drawing. Turns out, drawing just takes way longer than like, you would expect uh even sketching stuff it is really funny how kind of every artistic endeavor is just it's not necessarily hard or even the skill intensity isn't even that hard you know yeah it just 
takes a long time and you have to be willing to take a long time to do it. Yeah, I found that that was kind of the case with dancing too. It's somewhat similar. It's not that you have to like go slow, but more that you don't have to be so big. Like take it one step at a time, haha, but more just like when people are dancing, they're like, I gotta be dancing. They're like, they gotta be moving their legs big. And it's just like, just keep it small. Keep it small. You're not trying to do flips here. Like, you'll you'll be fine. And I think it was the same with drawing and I'm sure with singing where it's like, hey, you don't have to belt it out, man. Just, like, sing a song adequately. Yeah, all, all the details are really important. So if you take the time to pay attention to every detail, you're going to be incredible. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was that with art class. I was surprised at how, like, competent I was. And then when it came to choir class... I thought I sucked. And then I heard everybody else, and I was like, oh, <laughs> oh man, I can do this shit. <laughs> uh, also, does it mean anything to you if I say, oh, Fortuna? Oh, that's oh, definitely ringing a bell. Oh, Fortuna, Belut Luna, Star to Vara Belize. I never Dem took a choir class, so all those... Like that's what it is. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So it's in like a million movies of like kind of this like it's it's this like building to this like big intense battle sort of thing going on, right? Why the hell did our choir teacher think that was a good idea for a bunch of idiot freshmen to sing that song? Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, and I kind of don't want to get into it, but there was a kid who had some uh, mental problems <laughs> who sang exactly how you would expect him to sing. Oh, no. There were two of them, and they were on each side of me. <laughs> <laughs> really harmonizing. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it was one of those things where I'm like, well, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to suffer for the next three to six months. <laughs> <laughs> With them screaming noises in my ear. Yeah. That's what made me realize not as bad of an artist as I thought. Like, hey, we're not we're none of us are as bad as we think we are at stuff. <laughs> There's always somebody worse. And then this last week singing karaoke, I realized the other half of that statement. None of us are as good as at something as we think we are. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what? You're fine. Yeah, there's always somebody worse, but you're also that somebody for another person. For for somebody. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you know, as we say every week, if you're stuck between the, <laughs> oh man, I picked a, <laughs> I picked a hole to crawl into here. <laughs> the moment I heard you going for it, I was like, oh hell yeah, this is you and not me. <laughs> if you're stuck between the two difficult state, if you're stuck between two difficult statements. Go ahead and sign off. <laughs> Thanks for celebrating with us. We hope uh, you come back for August 30th, Frankenstein Day, Toasted Marshmallow Day, Grief Awareness Day, and Day of the Victims of Enforced Disappearances, which, after the sign-off... We're about to enforceably disappear. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody.